When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. I thought only Miami Heat fans left the arena early, Joe. That's what the national media has always told me. Those Milwaukee Bucks fans were fleeing, baby, by the end of that fourth quarter. They were fleeing. Let's get they, out, uh, out of the arena, those they, Bucks fans. Here comes the victory lap. You deserve it, though. You deserve it. You went into that game. You were sizable dogs, right around eight points. I mean, Giannis needed to get hurt in order for you to win the game. Details. Yes, you did win the game. Congratulations. We were winning before that, by the way, before the Giannis injury. We are going to get into the victory lap. That is the Miami Heat. James Steele is already grabbing his head in pain. You knew this was coming, James. Come on. It's one win. You know what? I don't care that it's game one of the first round. I'm treating it like the NBA championship at this point because I don't know how how the bar has dropped since LeBron left. Oh my God. A game one win. LeBron left. I mean, we were quarterfinals. We we were just in the NBA finals in 2020. And we were one shot away from being in it again last year. It's how far we have fallen this season. This season. I had Heat fans rooting to not win the play-in because they would rather take their chances in the lottery. Ridiculousness. It was so fun to watch the Heat beat the Milwaukee Bucks. We will get into all things NBA, though. First, though, the NFL. Because the NFL reigns supreme. Jalen Hurts is a very rich man. We have to talk about what this means for Jalen Hurts and for other quarterbacks around the league. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Your Philadelphia Eagles, they stepped up to the plate, Joe. They paid Jalen Hurts uh, with a capital P. million. That makes him the highest played player in NFL history. It is the highest per annual in NFL history. He exceeds Aaron Rodgers in that regard by roughly 1 million bucks per year. What's interesting here, though, is the guaranteed money. Certainly not the highest in NFL history. That honor still goes to Deshaun Watson, who got the only guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract in the NFL. Jalen Hurts did not. 179.304 million of that will be guaranteed. So roughly 179 million of the 255 guaranteed either way. It seems like Jalen Hurts did pretty well for himself. He also, oh, by the way, got the first no trade clause in Eagles history. Yeah, the Eagles were clearly making a statement here on multiple fronts. The no trade clause, the first in in franchise history to Jalen Hurts, showed how serious they were about getting this deal done. How serious they are about Jalen Hurts. They love him. He did exactly what they wanted. He is who they want him to be. They are not going to screw around with any of this. Howie Roseman, the team's general manager, executive vice president, he's been there a long time, and he's been in Philadelphia for a long time because he does a very good job. He understands the salary cap as well as anyone. He's very good with talent evaluations. Does he make mistakes? Yes, all of us do, but ultimately he has done a great job with this roster. They struck gold with Hurts in the second round. They saw last year what he means to that franchise. They're not screwing around. 
They wanted to get the deal done. It was their number one offseason priority. They got the deal done before the draft. Now everyone can sit back in Philadelphia and say, we don't have a quarterback problem. And that is a huge statement because when you can say that, you can contend for Super Bowls. When you can't say that, you barely contend for the playoffs. That's the difference. It's the most important position in sports. I don't think it was in any way, shape, or form a surprise that they gave him exactly $1 million more per year than Aaron Rodgers. They wanted to reset the market and say Jalen Hurts, at least now for the time being, is the highest played player in the NFL. That's how much we care about you. Yeah, we are going to be talking about this a couple times throughout the show because certainly that portion of things has implications beyond Jalen Hurts and, frankly, implications around the league because it seems pretty obvious that the goal here for Jalen Hurts was to be the highest paid player and was to have the highest per annual. The goal must not have necessarily been to have the highest guaranteed money or to have a fully guaranteed contract because neither of those goals were accomplished. Now, I do think that there's some bragging rights here when it comes to at the time I was handed my deal, I was the highest paid player in NFL history. You know, I, I set the bar. It's not going to stay that way. He's no. not going to remain that. And then nobody ever is, though, in fairness to Jalen Hurts. But at the time, he can say that forever. He can tell his grandkids one day, I was the highest paid player when they paid me in NFL history. I got the first no trade clause from the Eagles. I was the highest per annual over Aaron bleeping Rodgers, right? A guy who has won, you know, three NFL MVPs, whereas Jalen was just a runner up for an NFL MVP. And so at 24 years old, he has certainly accomplished a ton getting there already and getting to those marks. But the guaranteed portion of this certainly has some implications for maybe a Mr. Lamar Jackson. Before we get into that, though, I do want to reference another thing about what's happened here with this Jalen Hurts contract that I think is important to mention because Jalen Hurts is an athlete that has an all-female team around him. And that's highly unusual in the business to have a female agent, a female manager. I think he has a female PR advisor. Like his entire team is these boss women. And you just don't see it that much in that industry. It is a very, very difficult industry to be a woman in. Nicole Lynn uh, from Clutch is the name of his agent. She negotiated now the biggest contract in NFL history. So hats off to her. I will never forget that when I decided to go to law school, I'd been in sports broadcasting for many years before I decided to go to law school. So I wanted to stay in the sports world. When I was becoming a lawyer, I had a lot of connections in sports. I knew a lot of agents and some big time NFL agents. And I sat down with one of them and said, I think I want to be an NFL agent. You know, I think I want to go into that side of the business. And he said, uh, that's not going to happen for a woman, most likely. Like, it's going to be an uphill really? battle. And the wives aren't going to like you necessarily being around the husbands. So there's that component of things as well in that business. That's been how kind of how it's been viewed over the years. That was about a decade ago. And look where we're at now with a woman, a black woman, negotiating the biggest contract in NFL history. It is so cool. It is so cool to see Jalen Hurts have hired an entire team of women around him, and it has certainly paid off. I like that you mentioned that because I think there's so much to this story that's positive, right? So many of these stories, they spin off. You go negative. Did they make a mistake? Did they overpay? What's it mean for Lamar? And we'll get to all that. We will we'll bring the negativity and then the controversy in like none other. But I'm glad you brought that part up, and I want to bring up a part two. For everyone out there, not just kids that are aspiring athletes, everyone listening to this show right now, Remember something, Jalen Hurts was benched at halftime 
of the biggest game of his college football career, the national championship game, Alabama versus Georgia. Not only was he benched, his backup stepped in and led the team to victory. He was that much of a – he was holding them back. And when Tua stepped in, he went out and won the game. A lot of people crumble. A lot of people quit. A lot of people give up. He just kept moving forward. He went to Oklahoma. He went to the pros. And now he is the highest paid player in the NFL. It is a remarkable story. It is an inspirational story. And it's one that should affect everybody. We all hit our lows. We all have our failures. Don't let them define you. Let them power you. Let them fuel you. Let them drive you. And even coming out of that draft, all the talk around Burrow and Herbert and Tua, nobody was talking about Jalen Hurts at that time. He was on the outside looking in, and then look where we're at now. He gets. I have been outed by freezing cold takes three times for an awful Jalen Hurts take I had two years ago. And I'm just waiting for that thing to get bumped again. Because I'll slide into my mentions every now and again, and I will see excessive Deserved. traffic and hatred towards me. And I'll go, what did I do? Oh, yeah, freezing cold takes. Fred's at it again. again. Get to work, Fred, on freezing cold takes. Joe and Amber's presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, we're only two days into the NBA playoffs, and injuries are already playing a huge factor. We'll get into that. Joe and Amber's on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Joe and Amber, the podcast. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Game ones certainly delivered across the NBA. Unfortunately, they also delivered in terms of injuries. We'll get into that in just a moment. But first, Joe Fortenbaugh is going to do what he does best, bring you that betting advice. Let's get to it. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, over the weekend, we went 2-2, two and two, minus .2 units. No real harm there. We have one pending. We gave you the Sixers minus 2.5 games for the series, so we'll keep you updated on that one. Overall, 
82 wins, 68 defeats. We are up 25.55 units as a show crushing it here we go back to back we're going to give you two to start the show because sixers nets is tipping off in a little bit pizza money number one nets plus 10 over the sixers why why would you want to play brooklyn this is a monster spread for a playoff game game one philadelphia was an eight and a half point favorite yes they crushed them but now it's 10 keep in mind here's what happened in game one sixers took 19 more shots had a plus 11 turnover differential plus nine in offensive rebounds 50 percent from deep 16 of 16 from the free throw line I don't see that happening again. Brooklyn keeps it close. Pizza money number two, James Harden under 20 and a half points. He's not the scorer he used to be. He's gone over this mark in just four of his 12 playoff games with the Sixers last season. Yes, he went over it in game one with 23 points, but he did that on 21 shots and 13 free throw attempts, way above his season averages. He's only averaging 18 points per game in 13 games in the postseason with the Sixers. So here we go. Pizza money's one and two. Brooklyn Nets plus 10 over the Sixers. James Harden under 20 and a half points. Giannis, he got fouled as he was trying to go strong to the rack. Uh-oh, Giannis is favoring that left shoulder that he came down on. He has a back contusion. There was x-ray that was clear here, so we'll monitor him, you know, see how he wakes up. John Morant down in pain, and Morant asking out of the game, holding that right hand, of course, which is heavily taped. He's in some pain, uh, you know, tough fall there. X-rays were negative. More evaluation over the next two days before game two. Joe mentioned there that net Sixers game. It is tipping off in a little less than 15 minutes from now. We will certainly be keeping you updated throughout Joe and Amber tonight on that game on the live action. But let's talk about what happened here in terms of injuries in game ones in the first round of the NBA playoffs, Joe, and some big ones. You heard it there in the imaging. The Grizzlies, they lose their superstar in John Morant in the fourth quarter. The Grizz lost to the Lakers 128-112. to They had an opportunity to try to stay competitive when he went down. X-rays come back negative, but Coach Taylor Jenkins said that it's too early to know whether Morant's going to get the go for Game 2. He was in a lot of pain, and that was very obvious. Now, he already had injured the hand that it appeared that he injured again. It wasn't on the injury report, but he had a wrap on it before he went down. Then during that game, he ends up injuring it in the fourth quarter he comes back out of the locker room with a much larger wrap on it in clear pain so it's good that the x-rays are negative but it's hard to shoot through that kind of pain or dribble through that kind of pain I think Memphis is cooked and it's not just because of the injury or specifically because of the injury game one was the best opportunity they're going to have all series to win a game in this series now that doesn't mean they won't win another game it's just that was a layup LeBron James on the road in game one of the NBA playoffs during his career, he was four and 13. All right. And a lot of people look at that and they think he stinks. So there's a big problem there. He likes to, like a lot of boxers, download information. Game one is a scouting mission. Let's see what they do. Let's see how they counter this. Let's see what they do here. Let's see how they're performed there. You take that information and you exploit it throughout the rest of the series, much like a fighter will do after downloading information in the first three to four rounds of a fight. You went out there and didn't win that game. And now, in game two, you might not have Morant. And then you're going to go to L.A. for a couple games where, by the way, the Grizz are 16-25 and on the road this year. All right? On the road. That's the same record as the Washington Wizards, who stink. So I don't see them, especially down both members of their front court as well. If you notice, they got killed on the glass in that game. 
I don't see them winning this series. I think it's a matter of whether the Lakers completely roll them or if Memphis grinds it out and maybe it goes six. I don't see it going seven, though. I think Memphis is cooked. I mean, they were only trailing by four points when he went down, which was with 548 left in the fourth quarter. He did not return to the game. So it was a very close game when they lose Ja Morant. Also, you could look at the Grizz. They were 6-3 and three this season when he was suspended. So they certainly have had to play without John Morant this season. In recent memory, by the way, they have a game plan for that. Maybe that'll help aid them here. They were 20-5, and five, don't forget, the season before without John Morant. They were very accustomed and very successful in playing without John Morant just last season. So it's not like a Grizzlies team and a Grizzlies core that is not used to playing without their superstar and will completely crumble or a coach that isn't used to having to have a game plan to make up for that difference with John Morant, but certainly not the situation that Grizzlies fans want to be in where they drop the first game here when the Lakers were on the road. And they always say in the NBA, right, the series doesn't start until the road team gets a win. We got a lot of that in game one. Uh, These series are off to a hot start, multiple series off to a hot start. By the way, I should mention in that series as well, though, from the Lakers perspective, it looked like AD was injured for a second. He made contact yeah, with Jaron Jackson's junior in the arm. Yeah, second quarter. He did return in that second half. He ended up finishing with 22 points and 12 boards. So I guess he's okay. But for the Lakers, it looked for a second like they were about to lose AD as well. And LeBron, if you look at his stat line, he didn't even play that great. Imagine when he starts playing better, what's going to happen here. I just don't see it for Memphis. I don't. That was not a game you can lose. It was not. You have to get on them early. You have to be able to set the tone. And now that you've given them that one, and you're like a one-point favorite in game two, you get beat in game two. You could see that locker room just pack it in as they head to L.A. for games three and four. Speaking of losing, the Milwaukee Bucks did that to my Miami Heat. Now, given they were missing a superstar as well for a lot of the game, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he went with a lower back contusion, I guess basically like a lower back bruise, uh, with 4.13 remaining in the first quarter. He did try to return early in the second, but he exited quite quickly. An obvious pain there. They don't know his status moving forward. A lower back contusion. It's an injury that he can probably play through here. Obviously a concern, though, if you're missing your best and your most important player. For the Miami Heat, Joe, they lost Tyler Hero. He broke his hand. So he's going to be done for this series. He breaks his hand, though. I mean, one of the most clutch shots in Heat history. I'll just go ahead and give it to Tyler because the man breaks his hand, very clearly breaks his hand, falling to the court, gets up. His team obviously doesn't realize it. The other players on the court at the time, they pass him the ball and he shoots a corner three and drains it with a broken hand on his shooting hand before exiting the game. Very impressive. Very impressive. Now, the loss coupled with Boston's win, coupled with the Antetokounmpo injury, means the Celtics are now your favorites to win the NBA Finals. It only took one game to switch it. Milwaukee was the favorite. They're now plus 330, which means a $100 investment returns 330 in profit. Celtics are now your favorite to win the whole thing at plus 265. Wow. With the Heat, I'll bring up... seems like a good time to buy on the box. It seems like an overreaction, no? You know what? That's not a bad That's not a bad thought if you're convinced that the contusion will be something that goes away and doesn't linger. Yes, because they are still big favorites. Minus 290 to win the series against Miami. Keep in mind what you saw in Game 1 for Miami. They shot 59% from the floor and 60% from deep. Oh, that is not so happening pretty. again. 
bet the under in the next game. All right, Miami is not going to score like that. Number two, Coach Bud and the Bucks always start slow. Five and seven in game ones under Coach Bud. So we'll see how resilient they are this time around as they've proven to be in the past. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The problem here for my Heat is this ain't nothing new for the Bucks. Starting off very slow. They like to start off series very slow. Drop a game or the Suns a couple games. You know, they, We've seen them do it before and then they end up coming and storming back. Coming up next, plenty more NBA talk. The playoffs are here. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We got some upsets in the NBA after game one of the first round. Wins by the road teams. There's a lot to unpack already with these NBA playoffs. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. All you ever have to do is tell your smart speakers to play ESPN Radio. Find him on social at Joe Fortenbaugh. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Let's bring in some help to talk about all things NBA. Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, Knucklehead podcast host. Quentin, thanks so much for joining us. I don't think I've gotten to start off an interview all season long with a Miami Heat question, so I'm going to take the opportunity while I get it. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's going to have something to do here with injuries, though, because the Heat lose Tyler Hero. The Bucks lost Giannis in the first quarter. Might have had something to do with the Heat's success there against the Bucks. Do you think that there's any opportunity for an upset in this series now? I I think I mean I I I believe that the Heat had an outside shot because I know the, I know the you know the character of the team and the way they did the cloth they cut from but um absolutely I, I mean I think you know everybody feels that way with Giannis going down I think he plays a huge part in in, in how far absolutely how far they're going to go and if they're going to advance any further than this first round he's a he's a MVP candidate and I think the biggest piece of their team so I think that definitely gives you know Miami better chances with him being injured in his career in game ones on the road lebron james shockingly is three and 14 three and 14 in those games now that doesn't mean he's gone on to lose all those series but he loses those game ones he wins game one on the road at memphis who was a fantastic home team but a below average road team this season with the moran injury how much trouble are the grizzlies in right now they're in big trouble, man. I mean, you know, not only losing, the, the, you know, a home court game, the first game one on their home court, losing home court advantage, man. They they were already down Stephen Adams. They were already down Clark. And now, you know, this, you know, John Morant, obviously, he's a superstar of their team. And, you know, their record has been good without him and, and all of that stuff. And that's great and fine. But, 
they're not going to go where they could go if they had Jabba Ryan in that lineup. And, I mean, I, I was already kind of, you know, it was questionable for me with them coming into the series missing what they were missing when I said, like, Clark and, and Steven Adams were huge pieces for them. But now with Morant in question, it's, 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 it's definitely uh, uh, pushed the panic button down in Memphis. Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, host of the Knuckleheads podcast, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Uh, let's stay out west, but let's talk about a team that uh, we haven't talked about in the postseason for many, many, many years. Quentin, and that, of course, is the Sacramento Kings. They did give their fans that long awaited postseason victory, 126 to 123 over the Warriors. It was like an NBA finals environment for Kings fans. Yes. It was wild. What do you make of that series so far? Man, I think that you know that was that for me that 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 night that was the that was probably the best game one for me as far as excitement, high scoring. It went down to the to the to the very end, and I mean it was an exciting game. So I think you know, uh, kudos. First of all, man, shout out to the to the Kings, Mike Brown. You know the front office for getting the you know team together the way they did, the moves they made. You know Mike Brown, his whole coaching staff. I feel like they should be coach of the year this year, easy. And I mean that you know how about that you know that 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 fan base man they they've been one of the the loudest fan bases since I came into the league in 2000 when they had the cowbells and to see them you know all these years later make the playoffs and you know not only that they brought the light the beam the beam team and they became you know this season was a was an unbelievable ride for those guys out there so you know kudos to them man I'm excited for this series. I still don't think that it's over. I still think, you know, the Warriors are the defending champs and we know what type of pedigree they got. And um, they're going to punch back. I don't think – I think it's going to be a long series. And I'm excited for it because it's exciting. Q, I got to tell you, though, the Kings playing with fire. Who throws E-40 out of a playoff game? E-40 of all people. Yeah, that was all bad, man. That was, that's that going to be a curse. Form. They could have cursed themselves right there. Yeah, and we know he, he's been a long-time NBA fan, and he's never had any type of encounters like that ever on his resume. So why would it happen now? I totally believe that it had to be the fan and not him because he's been in that position and he's been on camera in that position thousands upon thousands of times. He's a season ticket holder, been one of those for the for the uh, Warriors for a long time. So man, that was that was definitely unfortunate to see and, and, and something that was you know you don't want to see happen. All right, let's move south. There was a lot of excitement about the Phoenix Suns after they acquired Kevin Durant. There were some injuries, but they did play really well with him on the court. They were a sizable favorite in this series against the Clippers, even without Paul George. Here comes L.A. Kawhi plays over 40 minutes. The Clippers win game one. How much trouble is Phoenix in, in your opinion? Man, I think I think you know they. I think they knew that the Clippers were going to be a serious threat, and I mean for them, you know, they're in the same situation a little bit as Memphis to lose home court advantage. And, and like you say, they they you know for the Clippers to come out and perform the way they did without Paul George, man, that says a lot about you know the team, those those players that played, and, and T. Lou as a head coach, man, and, and then for, for also for Russell Westbrook to have the type of game he had offensively, shooting three of nineteen, but. To not allow that to uh, affect his energy and his his enthusiasm for doing other things that impacted the game in a huge way that was that was that's that's not something that's easy to do for 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 an NBA player for and especially somebody of his caliber who's a superstar he's a lot of time he's measured by what he does offensively so for him to stay locked in and stay the course and to really make plays and game winning plays for his team that weren't necessarily offensive that that was huge by Russ. 
Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, host of the Knuckleheads podcast, joining us here on Joe and Amber. Quentin, I want to go back to the Grizz for a second because we keep mentioning how they're in trouble. Is it helpful at all that they are somewhat used to play- playing without John Morant? I mean, I guess it's weird to say, but they were, I think, 20-3 and three last season playing without John Morant. This season, when he was just suspended, I believe they went 6-3. and three. I don't have the numbers in front of me. So they have certainly had success when John Morant's not available to them. Does that matter? matter here in terms of game planning? Um, I think it I think it does help them. It gives them the best case scenario of this, you know what I'm saying? Because like you say, they've they play, they've been used to doing it and they've had success without him. But I think the regular season is a big difference from the postseason, man. You know, those games are coming fast and serious and this you know, this game, this team, this day, this team next day, but this is a you know, a situation where you're in a seven game series and the team is totally locking in and focusing on everything that you guys do. So those those things and the things they did well with him out, those will be highlighted and be trying to put to rest. And then that's one super duper star that you don't have in a tough game that just could you know he could he could beat the game plan because he's that talented. So that's going to be a tough scenario for them to fill that gap. It feels like we get so deep into these interviews and so deep into these basketball conversations before there's ever any mention of the Denver Nuggets and Nikola Jokic. Like, they went out last night against Minnesota. They handled their business. They blew them out of the water. Should we be giving them more respect? Because it feels like no one talks about Denver. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think if you're Denver, you don't mind that, man. You, you know, they're the number one seed. I think they went and did what they were supposed to do the whole season long, and they, you know, they 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 came out at the end of the at the end of the day with the you know the top seed in the West, and they'll have home court throughout. So I mean, for for me, I know how I was as a player. I mean, you you're aware of it. You're aware of the doubt and aware of the kind you know kind of disrespect and the non belief in your you as a team, but. You just use it, man. You just keep doing what you're doing and stay the course. And then when it's, you know, if you get to where you're supposed to be, everybody will be apologizing for, you know, doubting them and disrespecting them the way that they have. Last one, Quentin, Quentin Richardson joining us here on Joe and Amber. Uh, since that was a series that was dominant, we didn't mention it until the end. What about the other couple series here that were dominant? The Sixers dominated the Nets. The Seas dominated the Atlanta Hawks. Do you see those tides changing in either of those series? Um, not necessarily, man. I think in both of those series, I don't want to be disrespectful to the teams, but, you know, probably no more than five games with the way that those first two games looked and, and the way that the players and the superstars in those series looked. I think it's, those are one-sided series, and I, I'd be surprised if they go, go further than five games. Quentin Richardson, check him out on the Knuckleheads podcast. Quentin, thanks so much for stopping by. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Little bit of news out of the NBA. Jaron Jackson Jr. of the Memphis Grizzlies has been named the NBA's 2022-2023 Defensive Player of the Year, Not also known as the Block Panther, if you're into that nickname, the Block Panther, which I, I think is like a fantastic Black nickname. Yeah, three fantastic. blocks per game this year. He yeah. was nasty. He is nasty. We'll is see nasty. if he's enough to get the Grizzlies back in that series against Lakers. He's going to have to be real, real nasty uh, in that series in order for them to be able to get it done, depending on the status of John Morant moving forward. We'll continue to talk about these NBA playoffs throughout the show. Joe and Amber is on ESPN Radio. Joe and Amber, the podcast.
Joe and Amber rolling along here on ESPN Radio. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It is that simple. We're going to get to the sound that we haven't gotten to react to from the weekend. But first, Joe's going to try to earn you a little bit more money. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, so we got a lot of action that will be coming your way over the next hour that takes place specifically in this Warriors-Kings game. Let's start with the big one. Going to lay the two and a half points with the Warriors over the Kings here. The Kings beat the Warriors by three points in game one. All right, in order to achieve that, here's what had to happen. Andrew Wiggins needed to miss a wide-open three-pointer at the end of the game. Golden State needed to shoot 32% from deep, which is down 6.5% from their season average of 38.5%. The Kings needed a, shall we say, favorable whistle as they got to the free throw line 12 times in the fourth quarter. And the Kings also needed to go nuclear in that aforementioned fourth quarter, shooting 53% from the floor and 83% from deep. All of that, again, produced a three-point victory over the Warriors. I do not see that happening tonight. The Warriors have never gone down 0-2 in a series during the Dynasty era. Pizza Money number three, Golden State Warriors minus 2.5 over the Sacramento Kings. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. Net 76ers has tipped. Nets up on the 76ers 15-9 to in the first. We'll continue to keep you updated on that game. In the NFL, we're still waiting for the Packers and Jets to finalize the Aaron Rodgers trade. But assuming that's the deal that gets eventually done, how much will playing behind Rodgers benefit Zach Wilson? Here's Kimberly A. Martin on SportsCenter earlier today. The whole offseason, their focus is getting Aaron Rodgers. But I'm intrigued by the Zach Wilson of it all, not because I think he's going to actually play the season for them. But, you know, Robert Sala talked at the owners' meetings about how he's talked to Zach Wilson over the offseason. He's locked in, uh, and he feels like this organization feels like Zach Wilson hasn't hit his ceiling. Now, it remains to be seen how good Zach Wilson actually can be as a pro. But think about it. A perfect scenario for the Jets is you literally are bringing in Zach Wilson's Hall of Fame idol. Like, if he can learn anything from Aaron Rodgers, that's a win for the Jets in hopes whether you move on from him later or after Aaron is done here, maybe maybe Zach Wilson learns a thing or two and actually becomes the quarterback that you hoped he would have been at the beginning. James Steele is back from vacation. I'm back. You're back. Yeah. Uh, Quite the vacation, by the way. Ever. Haven't talked to you in weeks. I know. Lucky you guys. Uh, all right. So, Joe, <laughs> what do you think? How much will playing behind Aaron Rodgers help the development of Zach Wilson? Absolutely should help because he's going to learn how to be a professional, which is something he hasn't really been since he got to the NFL. That's what happens with a lot of young guys. They come out of college. They go pro. You're in New York City. You become a god. Everything you possibly could desire, you get. You have all this money in your pocket, but you kind of forget sometimes that you got to go out there and earn that money. You got to go out there and you got to perform. That's what you were drafted to do. That's what you were paid to do. So they don't know how to be professional. So here comes Aaron Rodgers. He'll show them how to be a professional, what time you should be getting to the facility, how you should be working out, how you should be taking care of your body, how long you should be there after everyone else is leaving, what your workout should look like, what your game planning should look like. So if you shut your mouth and just watch, you have the ability to learn quite a bit from Aaron Rodgers, and that should, under pretty much every circumstance imaginable, make him a better quarterback. 
The guy who doesn't bother to show up to OTAs, even when he has an entirely new receiving core, is going to be the guy that shows this young guy about He's not perfect, Amber. He's not the perfect. The problem is, Joe, is the concept is good. Conceptually, you're right. The 38-year-old uh, NFL MVP, multi-time MVP, should be able to teach the young buck a thing or two. The problem is they've hired the wrong guy to do it, or maybe hiring the wrong guy to do it. We'll see if this Jets deal ever gets done. Aaron Rodgers made it very clear he had no interest in being a mentor in Green Bay. Why all of a sudden is he going to want to be a mentor in New York? It just doesn't strike me as Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers seems with Jordan Love to have had no interest in elevating the next generation. And obviously he doesn't want to elevate the guy who's going to replace him. I'm not sure he's going to have a different attitude in a Jets uniform. That doesn't seem to be Aaron Rodgers' MO. I do think it's a good concept generally to bring in the vet to help the guy, especially the vet with that level of experience and that type of resume. I just don't think it's going to play out here in practice. I think Zach Wilson's going to need a new environment before he can flourish. The Cardinals aren't in great That was an Aaron <laughs> Rodgers watch. I kept expecting Rachel to hit it when I was setting up the Kimberly Martin soundbite. I've never like, waited I, that long before. I, that was great. I kept hesitating every time. That's why we have the outro. I had forgotten about time. that. It scares me every time. The Cardinals, <laughs> they are not in great shape. They fired Cliff Kingsbury after a disappointing season. Their new coach makes airplane noises when he meets his new players. Kyler Murray is rehabbing a knee injury. Buda Baker's requested a trade. They have the longest Super Bowl odds of any NFC team. It Overall, it's just not great. But they do have the number three overall pick in this upcoming NFL draft. And our very own Myron Metcalf says it's imperative that they trade it. Absolutely, I'm trading that pick. I think because if you look at the value you can get in return, they have so many holes they have to fill. They have so many things they have to do to build a team, I think, around Kyler Murray. You can't hold on to that pick. When you know there are teams that want to go after potentially Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, I think you have to give it up. I don't know what the delay is. Amber, how important is it for them to trade that number three pick and who do you think gets it? I think it's imperative, like Myron says, because they do have their guy in Kyler Murray, at least their guy for right now. And you can get so much in this draft, it seems, because there's so many teams interested in trading up to take a quarterback. I don't know quite what's happening here as we lead towards the draft. I think I heard Shefty say on NFL Live today, I believe it was I was arguing with Dan Orlovsky about how we could actually not see a quarterback go there at two or three, and maybe the next quarterback off the board wouldn't be till four. We're all kind of living under this assumption that one, two, three, four are all going to be quarterbacks because the chips are going to fall in that order when teams start trading. I just don't believe it. That might be what Shefty's saying. I just don't believe these teams are staying that don't need a quarterback in that situation when there's so much value in trading back. The Cardinals don't have to trade back far. You just trade back a little bit and get a little bit more because you've got a lot of needs and you need to give Kyler Murray more help. You paid him a lot of money. He's still making the second most guaranteed money in the NFL right now. Jalen Hurts wasn't able to surplant him on that list. So you've got to get that to work out for you. You need to put the team around him in order to try to get that out of him, though, Joe. So to update on how it's shaking down at the top of the draft, Bryce Young is now minus 1,000 to go first overall, which pretty much indicates that we're kind of all done here. The report is that he went ahead and canceled a bunch of his upcoming interviews, so it looks like it's a done deal, him to Carolina. What's interesting is that Will Anderson, the pass rusher from Alabama, he's now the favorite to go number two overall to Houston. So the money's been coming in on that. 
So that's not even – right now the favorite is not a quarterback to go number two. So Houston might be interested in trading and doing some business. If you're Arizona, you got so many problems. I agree with Myron. If you can make a trade and just go out there and get more players, yes, that's what you should be doing. But, I mean, they've got bad ownership. They've got bad management. They've got an inexperienced head coach. they got a quarterback who doesn't look mature enough to handle the responsibilities. Good luck. Good luck. There's a reason they have the longest odds of anybody in the NFC to win that conference. They're a dumpster fire right now. Life on the road as an NBA reporter, sometimes it can look like a dumpster fire as well. It has its disadvantages, especially when you have to wake up early for a hit on Get Up while covering the Suns Clippers series on the West Coast. Things got a little awkward for our very own Brian Windhorse when a not-so-thrilled hotel room neighbor made it clear he was not happy with the early wake-up call. My question, though, is, Wendy, I'm trying to figure out why are you the only one whispering? Everyone else is answering questions and talking. You're whispering. Why are you whispering? Well, we all have adverse situations, and apparently um, someone in the hotel room next to me was not a get-up viewer and not happy about uh, the early wake-up call here in Phoenix. And um, let's just say that um, (laughs) messages have been delivered not in a soft manner. I'm trying to avoid um, having a wrap on any part of my body. Did the hotel manager tell you to knock on your door and say, quiet down in there? Uh, This individual did not contact the manager, but their point was made um, very strongly. So I'm trying to respect my neighbors here in Phoenix before uh, 7 a.m. Joe, any uh, hotel horror stories quickly? Not to that extent, no, but I think that's hilarious because with how many people at this company do hits from their hotel rooms, you'd think you'd hear more of these stories. I've done a ton of shows with people from hotel rooms. I've also done a lot of shows where people then will go get like the conference room, but that is funny that Wendy found himself in that situation. Good thing it didn't come across on air. Joe and Amber, the podcast.